what has made this community different than others, that it is a true partnership community. Everything we do here in Round Rock is about partnership, whether it's how to solve a water problem, water shortage problem back in the 70s, to how the YMCA expanded in Williamson County, to how economic development projects work. Uh, it all comes back to partnerships. And I think as, if you look at our economic development program, we have built upon the past, past successes of these partnerships and will continue the legacy of Round Rock being a partnership community. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where we interview economic developers from across the country. From rural areas to metros, from small ED shops to large regional organizations, we'll hear first-hand accounts from economic developers in the trenches. From what works to what doesn't work, how to build local support, and how to get creative in order to push deals across the finish line. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to this month's episode of Economic Development Secrets. This month we spoke with Ben White. Vice President of Economic Development for Round Rock, Texas. Ben discussed an exciting new project win, Kalahari, which is Round Rock's new hotel, convention center, and water park development. He also explained his organization's eight pillars of economic generation. Let's jump right into Ben's economic development secrets. Good morning, Ben. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today to share your economic development secrets. Well, thanks, Nicole. It's a, it's a pleasure. Great. Could you start by telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Ben White, Vice President of Economic Development at the Round Rock Chamber. I've been here at Round Rock for about five and a half years. I have done economic development in the communities of Rowlett, Texas, and Greenville, Texas, uh, before coming to Round Rock. Um, I am a proud Kansas Jayhawk and a proud uh, husband and father of, of three kids, um, a girl that's a daughter that's almost 12, a son that's eight, and another son that's three. So no matter if I'm at work or at home, life is very active. Um, and, and if you ask anybody who knows me well, probably the, my most favorite thing to do in life is laugh. And I think laughing is the most important thing that we can do every day. Can you tell us a little bit about Round Rock? Sure. Round Rock is a, is a very unique community in many aspects, and I feel very blessed to be doing economic development in such a great, great community. Uh, we are a population of around 115,000, but that's a little misleading in that we have 10 MUDs, municipal utility districts, inside our community. Um, and if you add all those muds up, we're really a community of 160, 170,000 in population. We're, we're just north of Austin uh, in the county of Williamson County, which is one of the fastest growing counties in the United States. Um, we are home to five hospitals and five institutions of higher education, which really blows, blows my mind out in regarding, um, you know, having those attributes in a community this size. This community has really grown since the 70s. What has made this community different than others, that it is a true partnership community. Everything we do here in Round Rock is about partnership, whether it's how to solve a water problem, a water shortage problem back in the 70s, to um, you know, how the YMCA expanded in Williamson County, to how economic development projects are, are completed. Uh, it all comes back to partnerships, and I think as, if you look at our economic development program, 
we have built upon the past and uh, the past successes of these partnerships and will continue the legacy of Round Rock being a partnership community. Our major employer in town is Dell, is the headquarters of Dell Computers, Dell EMC. Um, they have you know, approximately you know, 13, 15,000 employees in Central Texas. Most of those are housed in Round Rock. Um, it is the largest employer in Central Texas. Um, we also have Emerson Process Management um, Division Headquarters here in Round Rock, which houses another 850 to 900 employees. And we have the largest Sears uh, customer care uh, call center here in their entire in their entire system. Um, it's the most it's the most diverse system they have. They have about 10 different units inside this one customer care center. Um, and at peak, you know, they can employ up to 1,500 people uh, during their peak season. So it's a pretty diverse uh, employment base. And if you add in, you know, the five hospitals, the five institutions of higher education. You know, our, our focus on destination retail, so whether it be the IKEA, the premium outlet malls, or, or the recently opened Bass Pro Shops, we have a very diverse economy here in Round Rock on our employers. How is your organization set up? You'd mentioned partnerships before? Yep. That's a great question. This kind of shows another example of how the partnerships work in Round Rock. Um, Many, many organizations have copied how we do our economic development. We are a public-private partnership that are, is housed in, in the chamber, and uh, the, city, the city pretty much outsources their economic development, has a contract with the chamber to deliver their economic development goals and um, successes. We also raise monies through the private community through a group called Momentum, and all the the funding comes into the chamber. So we are chamber employees following the chamber mission, but working very closely with our city and our business leaders uh, to develop our economic development um, wins in, in, our, in our program. Um, so it's a true partnership. That our, we have an economic development advisory council that is chaired by the mayor and vice chaired by the, the, by the chairman of the chamber. So right at our table is, is the elected official with the business community making those decisions on how we to move forward on our target sectors, on our incentive packages, and anything else that might involve our economic development. And I think that's been a, a huge difference between us and many other communities out there. Uh, you know, what I like to say is we don't work in vacuum. Is you know we have a wide range of, of, of opinions at the table. Um, and different people see things from different angles, and we we we're the, we're the beneficiaries of that with the public and private you know folks sitting at the same table talking about economic development and business deals. Are there any other partners within the city who work on economic development with you? Well, I, yeah, I say uh, so. We direct we're the ones who directly work on it, um, but I would say we work strong partners with um, Williamson County. The county commissioner has been great assets with us. Our school district is tremendous. Dr. Flores, the Round Rock School District, is one of the top superintendents in in the state. Um, and so, you know, th those are vital players on our development. We also work with the Greater Austin Chamber, led by Sharice Bodish, who, who does a tremendous job giving us some, some leads. Um, Larry McManus and Pat Curtis have been great at the governor's office. Um, we've also started a... Uh, a smaller regional effort 
called the Williamson County Economic Development Partnership. And that is all the communities in Williamson County working together to grow the economic base of Williamson County. We strongly believe in regionalism in this area and believe that when one of us has, a, has an economic development win, we're all going to win around it. So Cedar Park or Georgetown lands a project. You know, those employees could come live in Round Rock, shop in Round Rock, or go out to eat in Round Rock. So we're all going to benefit from any time any of the surrounding communities has a win. That's unique because in some of the areas I've, I've been in and visited, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cutthroat economic development out there where people are trying to steal from each other's communities, and that really takes away from the true growth of a region. You know, you should be growing as a region, not just trying to move company A, you know, from community A to community B right next door. That doesn't do anything to grow the, the regional economic base. So we're blessed to have that true regional approach. We have that from the Austin Chamber, which is a five-county effort, and then our Williamson County group, which is, you know, we're up to eight communities participating um, in that effort. That's great. Regionalism really is so underutilized in most places. Yeah, that's, that's really the only way to really truly grow in economic development. Just moving from one community to the next one, that, that doesn't do anything for the, for the regional economy. Mm -hmm. What do you think some of the strengths are um, in your organization? Well, I think our, you know, the, the great thing is, you know, is how we're focused on uh, economic um, generation. And uh, so, so we've we've gone through a remaster of our of our chamber, um, and we've focused on eight pillars of economic uh, generation. And so, I oversee I oversee three of those pillars, and um, they are uh, economic development. Uh, excuse me, economic data to help support projects, business retention and expansion. And business attraction, um, and then we have some other pillars that are community enhancement, and that that has to do with business climate. So so those are you know healthcare, national resources, regulation, tax policies, and then there's another pillar for entrepreneurship to really to really help you know grow these new budding companies out there, and how can we help them grow? Then another pillar is infrastructure. You know, do we have what we need to grow? We don't want to be caught behind the, the, the eight ball on roads, on water, on sewer, on fiber, and that type of infrastructure. We've got to make sure that's in place so that we can grow responsibly. And then the seventh pillar is talent development. Do we have the skill set needed for those future jobs? Can we grow, um, can we improve the skill sets and our kids coming through the school district and into our higher education programs to help us attract the jobs that we want in our community. Um, and so that's been a vital vital role for us is talent development. And then we also have chamber enrichment. And those are your your your, uh, you know, your chamber programs um, that that help bring the business community together. Um, and um, so those are our eight pillars for, for economic generation around Rock. So I think that's pretty unique for a community that we're economic development is housed in the chamber and how we all can work together to really be a generation a generator for economic growth and vitality um, for, this, for this area. That's very unique. 
do you use the pillars instead of using a strategic plan? Sure. Yeah. Well, we're we're going. So we're in the second year of, of having these eight pillars, and um, they are. I mean, that pretty much sets our path for our strategic plan. Um, what we do, everything that we do, falls into one of those pillars, and uh, has really given our organization a lot of focus. Instead of you know just going out there and for example instead of just going out there and holding golf tournaments just to hold golf tournaments just to raise money, you know we're doing entrepreneurship programs and we're doing you know startup programs and we're doing you know specific events to help specific needs in a pillar, and I think that's really brought in the focus of this organization and has really taken us to the next level. That sounds like a very neat program. Um, let's talk about a breakdown of a deal. Do you have a specific project in mind that you could walk us through from the very first contact that you had with the company? Sure. Um, yeah, I would love there's, there's, there's Luckily, we've been fortunate to have quite a bit of success in the last few years here, but, but probably the one that's probably out there the most is, is our recent announcement of Kalahari Resorts. Um, announcing their intent to come to Round Rock, and that was a very exciting announcement for us. Um, this all started with a cold call that we made up to the Kalahari folks. We had we we felt like we were missing a destination resort for for Round Rock, and we are the sports capital of Texas, and so we we're missing um, some of our national tournaments based on not being able to block enough hotel rooms for different events. Um, and so, combining the need for you know a, a hotel that has a, a sizable enough rooms that we can block you know 250 rooms for for a special event, and make it a destination resort, we reached out to uh, um, Kalahari to see if they were interested in coming. It was a cold call, and uh, it was a successful. We our our initial conversation was successful enough to where they sent a site selector down the following week. Um, we toured the site selector through many sites. Um, and then the site selector, um, as, as everybody in economic development can appreciate, um, he, he was a very detailed, very, very detailed site selector and wanted to not just check out Round Rock, but he wanted to check out all the communities in Central Texas after that. Because when you're going to invest hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in a project, you've got to do it right. You've got to get the right location. So he went through Central Texas. And then he said, all right, I need to check out San Antonio. And he checked out San Antonio. And then he went up to the Dallas market and said, you know, this is the last area we, we'd want to check out is the Dallas market. So he checked out Dallas market and was impressed, you know, with some of the communities up in, in Dallas. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we kept um, – we kept plugging along with with Kalahari, and you know we we had dinners in, in the backyard of one of our former mayors, and we had the former mayor and our current mayor, you know, doing a great job on on uh, telling them why Round Rock would be a great fit for them. We flew up a contingency of us flew up to their grand opening um, of their third resort up in the Poconos, and they didn't even know we were coming. We just showed up, and uh, it really made an impression on them. But in the meantime, we had so many people involved in this project, they didn't even know we were involved in the project. We had folks 
from plane, from parks and rec and from transportation, mowing strips of almost making grass roads for us under the property where they're going. We have people in the planning department putting together different schematics. We have, we have people in research doing uh, research on demographics and drive time. We had you know folks in GIS drawing great maps for us and putting locations of where different different things could be. We probably had 40, 50 people involved in this project, and nobody knew what they were doing. They just knew they were doing something important that was going to really help change Round Rock and Williamson County. Um, and so at the end of the day, I think Kalahari, the Kalahari folks really felt comfortable with how we do business in Round Rock and how we really do work on that partnership. And they could tell we were going to be good partners to them and they were going to be good partners to us. And so, you know, it comes back to that comfort feel. Um, it's not always about the incentives. It's not always about the helicopter rides. It's not always about, you know, glitz and glamour. It's about making sure that the company feels comfortable with your community and that your community feels comfortable with them. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, that is what won this project. And we're still in the final um, contract writing on the incentives, so I can't get into the details on the incentives for that project. But you know, we're very close to announcing it. You know, they're going to close on some property uh, in the next you know four or five months, um, and uh, everything's everything's looking great. It's really going to this project is going to what they have announced is 150,000 square foot uh, convention center, you know, up to a thousand hotel rooms, uh, 200,000 square foot indoor water park, 100,000 square feet of uh, 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 family fun center. And then they're they're also buying other acreage, um, and so they have another you know, 150 200 acres to make this a true destination um, resort. And so we're very excited about this. But one of the things that was attractive to us on this project was the convention center. Um, you know, I believe if every major business hub has a convention center. You know, when you when you think about business and meetings and trade shows. You know, you think of New York and Chicago and Vegas and Anaheim and all those great communities. Now you can think of Round Rock because we're, we're going to have a, a major, major um, convention center here in Round Rock and Williamson County that's going to bring a lot of folks here to do business. We're also going to have, you know, a massive hotel component attached to that convention center um, that's going to be able to house all these folks and spend their money here in Round Rock. And we're also going to be able to house, you know, national tournaments for sporting goods, for sporting tournaments. Um, so it's a tremendous project that's going to bring a lot of a lot of revenue into the city. And so it's just been a great a great ride. It's been it's been a couple year long project. It obviously did not happen overnight. Um, but it's one that we're very proud of and and um, we're proud that we kept it confidential for as long as until they were ready to announce it. That was a real trick, you know. Two years, two years is a long time to keep a project of this size confidential, but but we were successful in that. Congratulations! That's very very exciting to have such a big project, and I love how you really had more of a grassroots approach to it. You know, really helping them out, really being there. That's that's great. What types of incentives do you offer? Sure, and and. So you know we do offer um, probably a lot of the same incentives that um, most communities do. You know your generic uh, tax abatements, your sales tax rebatements, um, 
we offer uh, we, we Round Rock was one of the first communities, if not the first communities, to do the 380 agreement back in the 90s. Um, it, that started with the Dell when Dell came out of Austin and moved into Round Rock back in the 90s. Um, and so we've always been big on the 380 agreements. Uh, so we have sales tax, re, uh, sales tax rebate. Um, we'll do infrastructure. We'll do cash grants. Um, we've, we've built roads. Um, we pretty much tailor all of our incentives for the specific project. So, for example, you know, we just did a deal for UPS, and um, it's going to be a 70, 75 million dollar project, bring you know three to 400, 500 jobs into our community, and uh, you know, pretty pretty big project for for Round Rock. Um, and so, what we did was, you know, we we did a tax abatement on the on the equipment on the uh, Real, on the real estate that they're going to be building and on the personal property. And um, we also gave them some cash to help offset some of their expenses. And then, and then we're also helping them build a new road that will help connect uh, one of our arterial roads to a frontage road of a tollway. Um, and that will help with their transportation. And we, and we helped, and Williamson County stepped to the plate and, and really helped out with the road as well. Because um, it's about a one, it's about two million dollar, two and a half million dollar road that needed to be constructed. So between uh, the three parties, Williamson County, City of Round Rock, and UPS, we're getting that road built, and it really is going to help out uh, with their transportation needs. So you know, we tailor all of our incentives to to the project. You know, if somebody needs tax abatement over a period of time, we can do that. If they need some upfront money to help out with tenant, you know, finish out, we can do that. You know, if they need and a little incentive to get people to live in Round Rock. We'll do some relocation grants that will help them incentivize their folks to, to live in Round Rock. Um, so we try to be as flexible as we can on the incentives. Um, and then obviously, you know, if they qualify for any of the state state incentives, the Skills Development Fund or the Enterprise Zone, you know, we'll always move forward with that as well. Do you have performance requirements? Excellent question, and I appreciate you asking that because everything we do is performance based, and there are callbacks in every agreement that we do and um, are are enforceable. Um, so we try to be conservative in our incentive agreement so that we don't have to do a fallback provision because we want it to be a win-win for everybody. Um, we want to be conservative, but we want to be realistic in, in our expectations, um, and we do. Uh, an analysis on all of our incentives that we offer. And this will be a great surprise to you, Nicole, but we use Impact Data Source to, <laughs> to analyze all of our incentive projects. And the way we make sure that it's a good project for Round Rock is that we really use that payback period um, to the community as our as our driver. You know, I know some folks use, they just throw out X number of thousands of dollars per job or per capital investment. We don't look at projects that way. We look at that payback period to the city, um, and so that's our, that's how we drive our incentives and our clawback provisions for each of these incentive deals. How many BRE projects do you work on compared to new recruitment deals? So I, it's pretty much um, it's it's been pretty much a one on one to one ratio. Um, as of late, we, we have a person, we have we have one person designated for business attraction, and we have one person designated for business retention and expansion, and they're both just doing spectacular jobs. 
Um, and so I think we're working on four or five expansion projects currently right now in Round Rock, and they're they're not just small little projects. They're I mean they're multi-million dollar projects, and you know one of them is even going to add could add 175 jobs. And so those are very important to us. And um, you know my philosophy is business expansion is is a top priority of our department, and it, it should always be in every economic development department. Because I believe that if you cannot take care of what you have, you have absolutely no reason going out and attracting new business. Economic development starts with your home, and if you can't take care of your home, then you should not be out trying to attract new ones there. Because it's just they're not going to last. They're going to run into the same issues and the same problems that your current businesses have. So business retention is huge for us, um, and and a lot of our project deals have come from our business retention. Um, efforts. Great. Do you use a CRM system when doing BRE? Uh, yeah, we use uh, East, um, Executive Pulse is the, pro is the program that we currently use and that is we, we've worked through that with our regional partner, the Austin Chamber, um, and, and they, they help track all of our business retention visits. Now we visit probably 130. We do about 130 to 140 executive surveys every year, where our, where our director of business retention expansion is sitting down with an, an executive of the business and going through, you know, six or seven page survey and documenting it and following up with anything they need to. Uh, if there's an obstacle in their way of being successful, you know, how, how can we overcome those obstacles? Um, and so, you know, executive polls gives us that. That guideline and that tracking, that CRM tracking service that allows us to keep up with all the data that we are collecting on those visits. Okay, so I have a few wrap-up questions for you. Okay. First one is, what advice do you have for a young economic developer who is relatively early in his or her career? I would say that you know, to really enjoy what you do because. Um, this is a very re rewarding career, and it, is, it should be a very fun career. Um, you have an opportunity to make a difference in, in a community and in people's lives. You know, we have a saying here in Round Rock that quality, you do not have a quality of life if you do not have a job. And so that is one thing that we, are, that we stress, that quality of life starts with having good jobs. Now, the other thing is, you have an opportunity to diversify the tax base, and that will help keep taxes low in your community. And that is so important, so that you know people can still afford to live in your community and and grow there. So you know, my advice is just to to have young people you know watch, you know, pay attention, you know, listen to to what is going on in the community, um, you know, and, and try to make as many good contacts. In your community and your region, as you can, so you can grow and learn from from the ones that have been doing it for quite some time. Because there's a lot of good advice out there from from many people, and there's more than one way to do economic development. And so, you know, you learn your own, you learn your, you learn from others, and then you formulate the way you think you can do economic development the best. There is not a book answer to do economic development. There's there's more than one way to do it. And so, you know, formulate your own way of doing it, and, and hopefully you're successful. 
Are there any economic development resources that you would recommend to the audience? Sure. I think there's you know quite a bit of blogs. You know, there's um, Wise Economy, um, GIS Planning, and um, um, Barber Biz is another good one. Um, those are those have been great resources to to look at. Um, and kind of just know what's going on. Obviously, there's you know LinkedIn. There's a lot of great, some great forums and some great organizations to tap into on there. And now that can be overwhelming onto your your inbox, but but sometimes there's some great conversation and some great areas to reach out. Also, you know, in, in Texas, you know, TEDC is a great asset and provides a great service for um, the economic development professionals in in Texas and put together some great uh, conferences and, and workshops that you can learn quite a bit from many different topics. So there's a lot of different resources out there and it just, um, you know, what, what is it that works best for you? Okay, last question. What is your favorite hobby? So my favorite hobby is, uh, uh, well, there's two things probably. One thing is, uh, is and, and it's kind of a combination. It's, 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 it's smoking or grilling on my green egg in my backyard, listening to country music, having a nice cold beverage, watching my kids play. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of time. That's a Sunday afternoon. And then, and then my, my other favorite thing is, is anything revolving Kansas basketball, whether it be watching the games, going up, taking my sons up to a, a Kansas basketball camp, or if you come into my office, you'll see my Kansas corner with all my Kansas um, what my wife calls brainwashing materials um, it, it is really it's really a, a part of my life that is uh, it brings great joy to me so you know between family and, and Kansas basketball those are probably my two my two favorite things in, in my life well thank you so much Ben for sitting down with us today and sharing all of these lessons that you've learned from your time as an economic developer um, I know I found it very, very interesting, and I've learned a lot, and I know that our audience will find it very interesting, and hopefully they'll feel like they can reach out to you if they ever have any questions. Absolutely, Nicole. I appreciate the time, and, and, and you know, I just want to reiterate, this is such a great career, and, and everybody who's in economic development has an opportunity to really make a difference in a community and people's lives. and. We got to keep remembering that, but to always have fun while we're doing it. So I appreciate the opportunity and your time this morning. And uh, anytime I can be of assistance, anybody can give me a holler. Great, thank you. Have a great day, Ben. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in for next month's episode of Economic Development Secrets. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. 